0: Doing good. How are
1: you? Yeah. There were audio problems. I had my mic muted. I'm new to this. No. Hey, Elijah. Thanks for joining us live in the chat. Uh, okay, hopefully that solved. Any audio problems let me start over thank you all so much for joining us uh for another hereticus patron and above satanic essay reading slash discussion today i'm being joined by the beautiful lauren how are you
0: (laughs) i'm doing good can you hear me
1: yes i can (laughs) okay cool you are good i was the one fucking up because i'm dumb but I'm going to get educated about this because we've got a fantastic, uh, it's not really an essay, it's more of a section of a book. So um, I reached out to you and I'm hoping that uh, you can let me know why you chose this particular passage. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I went out last night. Went to the bars. Oh, really? Made me think of this. Looking for a a beau or just some uh, loving? Some lady, maybe. I would like to hear more.
0: Oh, uh, I would like to hear also from her, but uh, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. That
1: bitch. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, so the the section that we're speaking to today is taking advantage of men who think they're taking advantage of you. And of course, this is from the Satanic Witch. Uh, what I'd like to maybe preface this by is that uh, the Satanic Witch is, of course, specifically written by the doctor for females, but it actually crosses all boundaries in my opinion. I genuinely believe that sexuality is a spectrum and that men or uh, homosexual men or women or women can find as much value as the other through this book. Because ultimately, I do genuinely believe we all have the same psychological and sexual needs. We just express them in different ways. Uh, So I think uh, this is a great primer for anyone who wants to perhaps be a better uh, satanic magician or just lesser magic practitioner. Um, Certainly understanding yourself is integral to understanding others. This chapter specifically deals with um, manipulating others in a way that brings you a little bit more power. Elijah, let me know if you can start hearing us or not, because I am showing that the mic is Turned on now. Yeah. Let me double check. Technology's hard, man. What's up?
0: Technology's hard. It is. We t- should you just do this over smoke signals. And-
1: <laughs> <laughs> we just have like a can and a string. I don't thousands of miles. Um, okay, so I'm going to be performing the reading here. On the other side, we're going to dive into it. So if you have little like note cards, you have like little passages underlined, this is the time to be taking those mental notes uh, for the discussion afterward. <clears throat> so from the Satanic Witch by Anton Zandor LeVay, taking advantage of men who think they're taking advantage of you. I mentioned earlier in the book that even the most worthless male can be empowered by a witch if for no other reason than to increase her power. Whether or not you wish to attract undesirable males for sexual purposes is your own business, for it can not only be risky, but also a nuisance. Still, the psychic energy, the panting suitor, creep and pest pour oh, out to you can be readily available source of power. If these types have nothing else to offer, they have their enthusiasm which equals the most unbridled form of lust. Let's compare them to a 25-watt light bulb, which is bright enough to read by in a small room, but could hardly illuminate a ballpark. The world is full of these 25-watt types, who have nothing really to offer a girl, yet think they're entitled to the best. They won't do anything to improve themselves, and even if they wanted to, their little 25-watt brains, emotions, and limits of responsibility couldn't take the extra charge. The filament would simply give out. Whenever such a man succeeds in landing a desirable woman, who might be equivalent to, say, 100 watts, he can't expect to light her bulb single-handedly. He might give her enough of a glow to take him home, but it'll take three more like him to keep her happy. If he is wise as most twenty-five waters, he would be deceived by the woman of his fancy and either not even know it or go out and get into fights over her, much to her delight. If he's a rare exception who knows he is limited to twenty-five watts of power, he'll keep her a lot longer, maybe even permanently, realizing that it's better to have twenty-five percent of a good thing than a hundred percent of nothing. The same analogy applies to women of low wattage who desire high-voltage males. An example is the counter girl who rings the doorbell of the movie star and practically rapes him in his home, then complains six months later that the lousy actor is a big phony who makes love to a girl until he's tired of her and then gives her the boot. Instead of reflecting upon the hundred watts of power, the actor jolted into her 25-watt psyche and rejoiced for the experience. She goes away assuming she gave him something special. She did in a way, but so do millions of other women who go to sleep with the actor's picture under their pillows. And this is precisely why he is the 100 watts and she is the 25. What you as a witch accumulate in the way of lust power from others will in turn give you great magnetic power over others. This is why, as the witch declared while she peed in the ocean, every little bit helps. In some cases, the brightness from a person of greater magnitude can rub off on one who is of lower intensity and cause an increase in wattage in the lower wattage person. Suffice it to say, in such cases, a magical technique is employed that would assume the equivalent of rewiring of a rewiring job. Under most circumstances, the kind of man you wouldn't want to know who practically drools over you and makes a pest of himself and can't understand why he can't have you is a pretty hopeless case. He could buy every metaphysical course that was available, burn candles, study the black arts, and bust his peapod brain trying to figure out what's wrong with himself, never realizing that he might need a shave or the front of his trousers cleaned or something more flattering than that nice old windbreaker jacket. Aleister Crowley used to say that every man and woman is a star, which is very true. What some of the most involved occult scholars often fail to realize, however, is that stars are of varying magnitudes. Don't refrain from displaying your witchy charms, thinking you're already receiving enough attention. Each 25-watt man who sees you and goes home and masturbates with you in mind is unknowingly performing a magical ritual which will, for at least a second or two, throw every one of his entire 25 watts of power into your very being, and you, in turn, will become even more desirable. It doesn't matter that he is unintelligent gross coarse, unkempt or in any other way undesirable his whole will born out of his animal lust is throwing a small charge into your battery and therefore making it stronger and as as i've previously excuse me as i've previously previously stated movie goddesses don't go to bed with the men they're actually keeping them on their pedestals they don't need to There are many men who will think you're fair game just because you might have let slip that you're a witch. Right away, they'll ask you to prove it or assume you're ready to violate a few taboos by climbing directly into the sack or else they'll ask you to tell their fortune, feigning a great interest in the occult, invariably bringing astrology and ESP into the conversation. They will be so serious with you and your art and nod understandingly as you describe spells and charms. They will also suggest that you help them in their search for esoteric wisdom and teach them the ropes. Some will tell you that they are warlocks, and the only thing to do is to get together for some kind of ritual i.e. go to bed every witch soon learns the thousand and one approaches of the man who thinks he's taking advantage of her remember what i told you earlier the most frantic men are the ones who want to slap in the who want the slap in the face from a woman they can respect here's how you do it here is how you can have your cake and eat it too As long as they are so intent on using your witchiness as their seduction device, take advantage of it. Tell them, yes, you can teach them all of these things. You can explain the type of magic in which they seem so interested. Yes, you can even practice sex magic with them. You'd be delighted to. All the while, you are employing the Law of the Forbidden. Getting your quarry all fired up his head nodding in agreement to everything you tell him of course you don't really tell him anything of the real magic just the hackneyed old crap that he expects to hear about tannis root and high john the conqueror and your magic circle you stand within and how you give that old biddy at the office a boil on her bottom after enough of this Explain that you feel he has a great deal of psychic force that you'd like to use, but it will require something of a sexual nature. At this point, you can be sure he'll still be with you, and you won't really be lying either. Continue describing how the only way you can be sure of his latent power is through the use of a special ESP sex ritual. He must, for a period of one month, Each time a specific night of the week rolls around, and at a precise time, light a red candle, place it over a piece of parchment bearing your name, and for one hour, think of you as hard as he can, allowing himself to become excited to the point of an orgasm. Explain that he is not, under any circumstances, to attempt to contact you in the meantime, or it will show his inability to follow the instructions which will be necessary when you later get together for closer contact, and you will have to forget you ever met him. At the end of one month, you explain, you will notify him as to where he should meet you for further instructions. Of course, he will follow your instructions if he is frantic for you. He will also supply you with some witch power in the bargain, and you will never call him. In fact, you will do your best to forget about him, thus ensuring his added fervor. If he is just playing the field and doesn't care that much about you, chances are good he won't bother doing what you tell him, and then he wouldn't have been compelled enough to do you any good magically anyway. So you're not out anything. Don't let your conscience bother you about taking the poor guy's magical energy and not even thinking about him. He would have taken your sexual favors had he had the chance and most likely thought you just another conquest. If you live in a town where everyone knows everybody else and you can't disappear, Or, if you ever run into the guy again, act very disappointed in him, telling him that you didn't receive a thing in the way of vibrations, by adding that maybe if he tries some more, he'll improve. If he isn't sufficiently insulted by all of this, it's because you have placed enough on an occult basis, I'm sorry, placed everything on an occult basis, the very same basis upon which he first approached you. If you were to tell a man to get lost after flirting with him or giving him a leg show, he'd simply call you an insulting term, implying that you were a tempter of men's sexual parts and go away in a huff. In this case, you're not telling him to get lost, but to go home and jack off in such a manner that for him to become offended, he would have to deny all his previous deep interest in learning what you could impart of witchery. His meaningful search for the hidden secrets would be exposed as a sham. He has no choice but to follow your instructions. If he, by some chance, really is versed in the magical arts, he cannot be offended as he will know that what you're telling him to do is magically valid and credit you with knowing your trade. So, that was uh, pretty badass. (laughs) That was... uh... Taking advantage of men who think they're taking advantage of you. So why did you want to uh, talk about this, other than the fact that you went out last night? Oh, well,
0: that's what you know made me think of this. Was you know going out and having guys talk to me, mm. um, and you know having a way to like just go, please leave me alone, mm. in a very subtle way. Almost it's like here, let me you know show you how to do this cool magic stuff and I think you're all included and important, but it's really like just literally just go away and masturbate, please.
1: (laughs) So do you think that there is uh, to the doctor's point in this uh, section strength that can be gained from the lust of others that it could help brighten your bulb, so to speak?
0: Yes, but I'm not sold on the whole I feel like you have to be there Mm. that's just my opinion on it though like it's something that would have to be at least for me witnessed or um, someone would have to tell me about it or something Um, for me to feel that um, within myself that strength but Mm. there's also you know the whole concept of magic that you know maybe there is this force that we might be able to you know glean some energy off of
1: um i i uh, think i would liken maybe a little bit of this to the same thing as when you get all dolled up however you feel you look best when you put yourself in that place you feel sexy you feel empowered you feel like you can have anyone and when you go out into the world and people reciprocate those feelings that you had as you were putting yourself together, when you were witnessing yourself fully put together, yeah. you feel validated, but you also get a little bit of energy off them for that. Um, that's- and to yeah. your point, if they tell you about it, that's really important. I, I'm not sure it's that much different when you can be so sure that you have... Dominion over someone else's mind so much that they're willing to go home and masturbate to the thought of you at a specific time every single week. And knowing that they are within your total control because they want something from you that you are just withholding out of their grasp. Knowing that their waking thoughts and probably most of their sleeping thoughts are totally enraptured. Enraptured? I feel like I'm saying this wrong. Wrapped up in you, I feel like knowing that without ever actually knowing if they actually did masturbate or not, That's seems fair. like it should be enough just to make you feel that, you know, uh, feel that way again. Just knowing that you have someone wrapped around your finger that is willing to do virtually anything for you.
0: That's fair. I didn't think about it quite like that.
1: As um, uh, yeah, my
0: brain's not working well today. For some reason, <laughs> I think I'm getting a cold or something. Oh no. I'm, like, moving through a fog. But um, I also really liked his um, realizing that it's better to have 25% of a good thing uh, than 100% of nothing. I really like that
1: line a lot. Um, It's so interesting. And you do see those anecdotal stories of the guy that's way out of his league... Running errands for a woman who is much, you know, higher on the totem pole than he could ever be, and bending over backwards to do everything that she asks him, and she just, you know, amuses him and allows him to continue helping her, knowing that she's never going to give him what he wants, but he's going to continue trying, and that means he's going to be giving things to her, and I think that's exactly what he's speaking to in this. Is, you know, we see that in in old movies a lot, maybe even in modern movies. Um, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head. Um, but certainly we've all witnessed behavior like this if you've, you know, had any type of a suitor that really wants you and you just don't really, you're not really into them, you know, for whatever reason, whether you're a guy or a girl, having that. Um, I've run into this where it's um, like, I'm I'm not, I'm not like, I don't know how to say this. Um, I'm not like completely homosexual though I do find men attractive and I've had you know moments in my youth of experimentation um, but I don't mind when men who are attracted to me will willingly go through and, and do things for me and I don't mind abusing that relationship because they're giving it to me so it's not really abuse and I think at the end of this little segment uh, section that he was writing uh, in this that's what he's saying don't feel bad about using these people or maybe even misdirecting them because they're willingly doing this for you or, you know, giving you that, that sense of, if not, um, empowerment, then certainly superiority over them. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's ever a time when you should feel guilty about taking advantage of someone like that? See, I don't, I wouldn't.
0: Just because, you know, like you said, they're giving it to you. It's willing. It's like um, they're, they're willing to spend their energy pleasing you
1: in whatever way
0: they can just because they want to get in your pants or go on a date or something. Um, that's their prerogative. And, uh, you know, as soon as they want to stop giving me their energy, that's also up to them. Um, but I don't think I would ever be, like, guilty in any way. Um, because somebody is, um, you know, running errands for me or, um, buying me things. Hmm.
1: So since you've been, um, out as a Satanist and writing your blog online, Mm -hmm. have you had men and or women approaching you, um, propositioning you or asking you for favors or trying to get on your good side, so to speak?
0: Uh, I've had some fan mail um, come in just basically saying thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think
1: anyone's asked
0: me for anything. Um, I'm
1: surprised men haven't reached out to you and like propositioned you.
0: No, nope, not at all. Um,
1: that blows my mind.
0: I don't know why. Uh, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, maybe I just don't give off that vibe. Like, maybe I think I'll. Uh, put a
1: curse on them if they message me or something. Hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Which I will don't send your dick pics or else. <laughs> um have you ever uh had someone that that wanted you I don't know okay well let me let me sort of pull back the curtain a little bit here because I don't know if you are magically minded in that you you go around believing in, you know, greater satanic magic as, like, an unstoppable force or as, you know, something that you can manipulate? Is that something that you ascribe to?
0: That's something I am still trying to figure out because um, I am still very young when it comes to, well, the world, for one mm-hmm. thing. um I'm only 24, and then um I am very um, new to Satanism, too. Like, it's only been... I've only been calling myself a Satanist for two years, Mm -hmm. maybe. Uh, I haven't been in, uh, I haven't been a member for, oh gosh, less than a year, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, So there's still little things like that that I'm trying to figure out exactly uh, where I stand on it. And, you know, maybe it'll change in a year, 10 years, you know, positions and opinions change. Right. Um, I would like to think that there is magic in the world. I think that is a beautiful concept, Um, especially if I can employ it. I think that's really cool to be able to um, use this. Um, I don't know, what do you think, where do you stand?
1: Um, Well, the reason why I mentioned it was because um, I grew up, like, when I went into the military, I had a sigil of baphomet tattooed on my lower back. Um, not a trance stamp. It was on was left. that you have a trance stamp on it? <laughs> It's a sigil of baphomet trance stamp. Uh, no, it's on the left side. I have a, um, a Necronomicon, the seal of the Necronomicon on the right. Um, but just because, I, you know, I, I grew up like, surrounded by the occult. Like, that was my experience into, you know, magically-minded behavior, which led me to Satanism. Um, and so once I was in the military, you know, you have these open showers where you take showers with all the other dudes. Um, one dude, his name, his last name was Wolf. Um, he, and I always called him Wolf, which is why I don't ever reference his first name, because we were in the military. So he came up, and he was like, I know what that symbol is. And he, we started sharing these, um, stories of occult experiences, and it, came to a position just like in this section of the Satanic Witch where he wanted me to teach him secrets of magic. Um, I knew where I stood um, as far as the realities of how I perceive Satanic magic, um, which is a much more technical way of, of viewing it than some Satanists, and uh, I knew I would not be able to give him what he wanted. It would not satisfy the itch that he was uh, experiencing. But I knew I could string him along, and I knew I could take advantage of him. And so for the entire time that we were in training together in Fort Augusta, um, Georgia—it wasn't Fort Augusta, it was Fort Gordon in Augusta, Georgia—we uh, we were inseparable. He He was completely attached to me because he wanted— that magical knowledge from me he did things for me he was just my right hand man i could just ask him to do something he would do it um and up until the very end of our training i'd completely strung him along um and i didn't feel any regret um it was something that we both like he was getting some of what he needed simply being in the proximity of someone he believed had secrets that he desired but he seemed comfortable enough to be in that proximity without being given any secrets. And I fed off of the importance that he showered onto me. Um, and it was everything that I needed, you know, out of uh, really taking advantage of someone's ignorance. Uh, and, and it was a great, great experience. Ultimately, um, and so I was, you know, I asked that question because I was wondering if you had ever experienced anything like that where someone just wanted something from you and you just sort of strung them along and didn't really give it in.
0: Um, well, we've all had people who've had crushes on us in say high school and stuff that, you know, um, would, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't have them like do my homework or anything cause I love school. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I learning. Yeah, I really am. I, I like to say if I ever won the lottery i'd go to school forever oh
1: geez mm-hmm.
0: uh, i mean i'm a teacher i'm back yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um but uh like you know in high school they'll, they'll have a crush on you so they'll um you know pick up the pe stuff that you were supposed to do for you or mm-hmm. carry your books because we weren't allowed to have backpacks in middle school um and you know little stuff like that so yeah i will i will let you be my camel my mule <laughs> if you want to um but all he would get for me is some weird form of friendship like i would have been friendship but i knew that you know since um that i had him wrapped around my finger you know mm. i had a, a guy with a crush on me that i could use and i did and it could have been a, you know good friendship but middle and high school guys don't really Get that very
1: well, yeah. And some. What's that?
0: And some (laughs) twenty-year-olds.
1: That's. And some forty-year-olds. Elijah said that uh, the bunk bed proposition was real. (laughs) He wasn't kidding. Um,
0: Uh, My boyfriend and I broke up, and we're still living together because we're poor. Um, And I told him we should just get bunk beds because we're really good friends as it is like as it stands he's like yeah that sounds like a great idea i'm like
1: sweet (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know if i could do that i feel like it would just slip back into the comfortable nature of just whenever you're horny fucking and then well what's wrong with that well it's certainly nothing on the surface as long as you don't fall into the pitfalls that you had just pulled yourself out of you know what i mean Like, fall into that relationship status again, knowing it will never fulfill you in the way that you wanted, which led to the breakup in the first place. Um, But certainly there's nothing wrong with casual sex. I mean, fuck. Um, (laughs) Elijah said that backfired. (laughs) He takes it back. (laughs) Um, There was a, a bit here I wanted to go over because I thought it was so interesting. If I can find this damn page again. Um... Uh, bu- bu- I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to look for it really quick. I like the idea um, that he's sharing here that every little bit helps when it comes to magic. I understand um, really like that too. I'm a little concerned that the concept in and of itself is taken a little too literally by some people especially magical-minded individuals. Um, I want to explain what I mean by that when I say magical-minded, just so that everyone is on the same page. Because there are Satanists who believe, uh, certainly in Satanic magic, lesser magic through applied psychology, greater magic as a way of self-reflection, psychodrama... And then there are Satanists who believe, and I'm not speaking to Satanists who don't believe any of that stuff. I'm just going to speak to those who do. And then there are Satanists who believe that magic is um, a truly transmittable force as uh, defined in uh, the Satanic Bible. I would argue, and I've written essays on the fact that if you want to break it down... The doctor was literally referring to lesser magic in the form of transmittable force, uh, which is why you have direct, you know, cause and effect, but people actually do apply it to greater magic. So when I say magically minded, I'm referring to the people who actually believe they are generating some form of energy and they are directing it to someone else and affecting someone else and you see this all throughout social media where you have satanists bragging about you know i just performed a greater magic ritual and i am marveling in the curse that has befallen mine enemy all these fucking in my opinion tools who were just trying to bloviate their own sense of power or authority as a satanist um who share these these stories with complete strangers for what reason (laughs) um and that's who i speak to when i speak of magically minded um and it's the the same type of people who instead of referring to other human beings as either other human beings non-satanists or the herd they instead refer to them as muggles because they are inferring that i have magical powers and they do not just like in harry potter which the the irony behind that is it's a completely fictional universe and you're referencing what can be argued as a completely fictional power (laughs) that you have over others who don't have this fictional power so you know i mean whatever some people believe in it some people don't um i have a hard time thinking literally when it's uh this sort of allegory of a witch ping in Uh, the C saying every little bit helps Mm -hmm. when you're thinking of individuals masturbating to your likeness and that is then amping up your bulb, so to speak. Mm -hmm. It certainly is going to inflate your ego, which will thus allow you to move forward in life with a greater sense of self because you do literally have tangible proof that others are desirable of you and will follow your dictates, essentially. Um, but does it actually grant you more power or does it just give you a sense of satisfaction, which then allows you to, um, move forward in a more positive way about yourself? Like what, how do you see that?
0: Um, you know, giving yourself that power though. And, um, internally, you know, feeling that sense of almost like, I would say like pride or something that somebody is mm-hmm. spending an hour thinking about you every day wednesday for a month or something like that
1: it's thursday um, at two thirty. but go on oh, that's what i think about you
0: not me <laughs> so that can give you like a sense of power and if you have that sense of power you can you know go forth into the world with more gusto or something and right. you know be able to employ lesser magic in a more effective way there but um I don't necessarily even go like, you know, and have real powers and stuff Hmm. um, and have it be amplified because, um, you know, the Thursday at 2.30 session is uh, working or something.
1: It's pretty hot though. (laughs) It's It's pretty hot time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and to be fair, like there's nothing wrong with anyone who sees magic in whatever way that they see it, as long as it brings them some sense of satisfaction and joy or empowerment. I'm totally fine with it. Um, I just think, you know, sometimes people take uh, examples a little too seriously. And, and, and I think when you do that, you can use it as a crutch. Instead of relying on your own inherent ability or technique or talent, you then rely on this mystical force. And I don't think that's so far removed from believing in an invisible God that's going to answer your prayers. If you're then just believing in this mystical uh, energy that other people are hopefully sending your way because you told them to beat off. And it's not like there's these like video game energy bars that you can see boop 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 boop, boop, boop go up as you, you know numbers of people are are coming on their fucking i don't know in their sock or something like it's just not is that just me in the chat room is that just me <laughs> is, that, is right like it, it doesn't make sense to me that you would think of it in those terms this accumulation of power um I think, ultimately...
0: I I can shoot a
1: ball of energy at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fireball! Fireball! (laughs) Uh, Magic missile at the darkness. I shoot it at the darkness. Uh, 8-bit fucking D&D is so funny. Um, It bothers me when you run across Satanists who, instead of relying on real-world accomplishment or interaction, they rely on this imaginary... And it's not imaginary because you're granted specific titles via a piece of paper through the administration of the Church of Satan, but those do not come with power. They do not come with anything unless it's other people from the outside giving you that power simply because you have that piece of paper. And that, I think, is a total joke in and of itself because it flies in the face of what the title is meant to represent in the first place, which, again, is real-world accomplishment, not fandom, I don't know, I mean, is this a self-fulfilling prophecy when it comes to Satanists, do you think? That we we say that we don't need to be in a group and then we join an organization. We say that we want to be uh, powerful individuals and then we collect friends with each other. And then we shout out praises when they're given a piece of paper. And then we expect those praises to be thrown back at us when we get a piece of paper. Like we act like this isn't a game of moving up in levels and with that importance, and yet we- but
0: level seven, shameless.
1: <laughs> right, and yet then we give it out. We, we act like it is. We say it's not, but then we act like it is. Like, is this a self-fulfilling prophecy? Is this an inherent fallacy in the idea of a structure within an organization that should have no inherent authority other than the administrators of the organization?
0: I think it is interesting. That we have, um, like you said, an organization and all that kind of stuff. And I think uh, it is also good to form social social groups. So, like, um, I can't go tell my mom that I'm in the running for Wicked Witch of the Year because she wouldn't get it. I have to spend, um, you know, a long ass time explaining how um, how everything a works. House
1: will not fall on you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're fine, <laughs> you know. Um, but
1: I mean, you I... do have to buy striped socks. But, I mean, that you have to. But
0: oh, I have. Oh shit! <laughs> I see a shoe. <laughs> you see the big, nice. big foot. Nice, <laughs> Smooth. I have thought. Great thought. Um, what was I saying before? I was talking about socks. I'm Why sorry. Am...
1: Explaining "Wicked Witch" uh, the year to your mother.
0: Um, but I like to be able to, or I could, you know. Go tell Elijah Mm -hmm. and without having to explain any of it and just get a real quick that's really cool Mm -hmm. and that's really nice to have that validation sometimes um, uh, of having a community that you don't have to explain yourself to
1: right
0: so I think people um, collect other Satanists to do that you know to be able to say um, uh, I performed a ritual the other day and I feel really good Mm-hmm. Uh, and not, be you able know, have to explain to a muggle uh, what that means. Um, so I'm fine with, you know, forming groups, but it's not like I'm going to go and have tea every Sunday with them. Um, that's what I think. I'll play D&D, mm-hmm. group of D&D. But, um, you know, I think that's pretty much it, other than I come to, you know, these showings. I do mm-hmm. this. I have my blog, but that's, that was more just so I can scream into the universe and people just happen. to that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Elijah's saying, it's breadcrumb rewards. Yeah, a ritual in itself. Um, uh, he considers things like paper and titles as the ritual trappings identified as things that humans, for whatever human reason, have a need for. And yeah, I I, I, I guess...
0: People like things.
1: I, I come... This is true. So I, I joined the organization uh, in 1997 or 1998. I can't remember which because it was a long motherfucking time ago. Um, I that? identified as a Satanist uh, like 1994-ish. Uh, I didn't start interacting with other Satanists in an online way at all. And really in any way, to be fair, until 2010-ish. Uh, So I had a long time of isolation, of just sort of being a fly on the wall of the internet watching other Satanists interact, watching these schisms divide Satanists, um, seeing them form in little herds of their own. uh, And just sort of from the outside looking in, finding this sense of discouragement, uh, dissatisfaction... um, a little bit of animosity toward what I was witnessing. Like if this is Satanism, then I'll just stay myself out of it and alone. And then I started thinking, well, if this is the natural reaction to Satanists interacting and it flies in the face of how I perceive Satanism, and if all Satanists, the way they perceive Satanism is valid as long as it's attributed specifically to the religious tenets itself described in the San Bible, then maybe I could say and present a form that is antithetical to what I'm witnessing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I started at Nine Cents. And I started trying to empower an individual over the need to form in these little cliques. I would say that I was completely unsuccessful. <laughs> But I tried, and I still continue to try. Um and maybe it is just me pissing against the wind because I see it differently. It, and it's weird because I I don't like the idea that I see it differently than other Satanists, because I feel like, and I'm sure they feel the same way, um, that they're representing the religion as the best that they can and they perceive it the way it was intended. Uh I don't I don't know. Do you Do you think that there, because if, if the natural course of human existence is to form into tribes, um, even by those human beings who identify as Satanists, who, uh, ascribe to be individuals and yet still form into tribes, is that just the natural way of being a human and a Satanist or is Satanism outside of that experience? I think
0: it is so ingrained in us to want to form, not everyone, I should say, but to want to have some sort of group or collective that we will just naturally do it. Back Mm -hmm. in the day it was survival, you know? You had to have people around you to fight off the wolves while you hunt and they gather, shit like that. Um, Nowadays, I think people do it because they enjoy the feeling of having people agree with them. Mm -hmm. And they like having their little group saying, yes, you are very right. Of course, I do it too. I have a Twitter, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I am...
1: thinking now you go well i think it's interesting because i sit here and stand as if i am separate but i am clearly not like i engage online in social media and with many satanists on many different levels um and yet i complain about it so there's certainly a hypocrisy to what i'm saying and so maybe it is just me trying to remove um and here's probably the biggest problem that I'm, i'm just sort of coming to an understanding of now i'm trying too hard to remove satanism from the very thing that makes it what it is and that is humans i'm trying to say that we are purely individuals hence we must act independently and yet that's not what human beings are mm-hmm. like we're, we we, we, we in some measure we're individuals but our survival is predicated on tribal uh, uh, mentalities, um, the way that our lizard brain works, uh, maybe it is just a fallacy that I'm I'm trying to create in order to empower the self, all the while ignoring what could be um, an interesting support mechanism. Uh, as Elijah is saying in the chat room, if you make a thing, whether it's a painting or an essay, and don't show anyone, did you make it? Um, I mean, it's that whole tree falls in the woods uh, idea. Yes, clearly you made it. You yep. won't get that clap on the back in the same way that you just shared, Lauren, of uh, the idea of being a, a contender for Wicked Witch of the the Year. I feel like I'm saying that wrong, but I think no. that's right. Um, with other Satanists who understand what it means. And they're saying, congratulations. There's a sense of satisfaction that comes from that. You're not taking anything from them. They're not giving you anything. They're just recognizing. Yeah. There true. certainly can't be anything wrong with that. Um, I, and it, 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 it's a know, net positive.
0: It's so powerful too. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I felt like I could take over the goddamn world <laughs> because, you know, this good news came to me. So I, you know, did my happy dance and my, um, bedroom and then went out and taught some damn kids and Mm -hmm. did a great job doing it. (laughs) You know, like it it gave me um, a lot of power to pull from when, um, you know, engaging in lesser magic Mm -hmm. that day or
1: the next following. And that is literally a, a form of what the doctor is speaking to in this section of the book of those individuals giving you that power. In this case, it was the news that you uh, were in the running for that. That was enough to empower you throughout the rest of your day and give you a little bit more satisfaction and sense of purpose and sense of self, you know, self-respect. And that's why I think it's so interesting because, you know, we sort of go in this big 360 spiral of conversation. We come right back to the center that clearly you get power from these outside sources, whether it's an award for a picture or an essay or uh, notice of uh, approval by your peers in uh, for, in, any, in whatever form that takes. Um, it is empowering. And I, I, I clearly don't think there's anything wrong with it as long as you don't let it run away with you and you start putting on airs and have this overblown sense of self, which of course is a sin, tongue in cheek, but still. Uh, I don't know, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to cover with this, or do you think we pretty much wrapped a bow in it?
0: I am feeling good about this section. I feel like when we um, take the test, we'll do pretty well.
1: (laughs) We're ready for the test now, please, Satan. Do not know there's going to be a test at the end of this? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you so much for joining me, Lauren. It's always a pleasure.
0: Thank you for having me. I really enjoy it
1: absolutely and uh elijah thanks for joining us in the chat and anyone watching this after the fact we hope you enjoy it. if you have uh ideas elijah that down there? what's that
0: is it just elijah in the it's chat totally room? Just...
1: but these don't get people tuning in because we give them very little notice and it's just you have to be at your computer as they go live or else you just have to watch them after the fact um uh that being said uh, you know, we would appreciate hearing what you think about this is our take completely wrong. Do you see it differently? Do you have different ideas? Am I just being a total douche? I want to hear about it and you can put it in the comments again. This is an unlisted video So you have to be a patron in order to see it, which means only other patrons are going to see your comments Um, so yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much
0: me And contact me through my blog, you know, if you want to yell at me directly,
1: <laughs> what's that URL?
0: Uh, I'm, a really <laughs> I'm a satanist and dot com.
1: That was really fast. I'm a satanist and dot com. It was like a speed test. Uh, I just have to really quick say, when you were explaining that you did a happy dance, I just imagined the Snoopy dance when he's like looking up and just sort of like.
0: Pretty much. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's just same, brilliant.
0: Same thing when I'm eating food that I really enjoy. <laughs>
1: Is grooving as you're eating it. Mm, mm,
0: mm, mm. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm dancing. I really like this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's awesome. All right. Uh, thank you again. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for your patronage. Uh, I, these little study sessions, I think, are really valuable and I appreciate it. So I hope you guys do too. Until we can speak of the devil again. Hail, Satan.